welcome to Reframe and Rewire Greatness Through Daily Routine. This podcast is designed to alter your mindsets and transform your day-to-day from the second you open your eyes to you close them at night, adapting what I would call a success routine. This series is liable to change your life. And it's never the big things that you do, but the littlest things you do every day that make the biggest difference. And now, on to the podcast. Thank you for joining. Welcome back to the podcast as we continue in this series on the art of conflict management. We started out, the first three, laying out some important ground rules and foundational pieces to resolving conflict or developing habits that are healthy for conflict management. And uh, now we're on a list of skills that I want to walk you through. So yesterday I shared a few of those. And I, I, I think the ones yesterday were incredibly powerful. So hopefully you have a chance to go back and listen to those. And uh, if you're just now joining, go back to the very beginning as we've uh, shared a lot of content. Well, I alluded to the fact uh, towards the end of yesterday's episode that we were going to talk today about uh, having a calm tone. Now, I, I just want to preface it with this. This is probably not as easy as uh, we, we all want to think it is. <laughs> uh, when you get in a heated match, an argument, a disagreement, an offense, it's really hard to maintain a calm tone. I think most of us know that. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of obvious. We've all been in that situation before. But uh, just as we have discussed from the very beginning of the series, these things have to be practiced. So it's important to remember that you will benefit from remaining level-headed in order to think rationally about a solution that appeases both parties. There are some hacks that you can do that will really help. And that's something that I want to share with you now, too, because I think um, some of these can be incredibly advantageous if you can remember to use them in the heat of the moment, which, again, takes practice. So now these are things that I've learned over the years, and I've worked with uh, many first responders, so I am familiar with, you know, these types of of tactics or uh, hacks or whatever you want to call them that can really help. So one of them that I'm going to share with you, um, and then we're going to get into some more content on this issue, is to clench and release invisible muscles. Now, why in the world would you do that? Well, you've all heard of a stress ball before, ball before, um, or at least probably most of you. I know I'm speaking to a global audience, so maybe you haven't. But a stress ball is uh, just like a squishy ball that you can squeeze when you're feeling stressed. And that sounds really silly if you've never uh, experienced what comes of it, or you've never tried it, or maybe you've seen it, and you're like, ah, that's just stupid. I don't believe in that. But it actually does something. When you clench and release muscles, now I'm talking about like your thighs, fists, toes, buttocks, you know, and in cases of stress spot would be your fists. It actually lowers cortisol, which is the stress hormone, and it releases oxytocin, right? And that's going to improve your overall cognitive response, which means it'll give you a clear head. So you're able to think things through a bit more carefully rather than just, you know, shouting or screaming or, you know, immediately reacting to it. So we definitely want to bring that cortisol down. And another way to do that is through some deep breathing. Now, obviously, you don't want to be real obvious in either of these tactics, but they can be incredibly helpful if you can do them discreetly. All right. Um, So two two or three deep breaths. You can just kind of breathe in through your nose, hold it at the top for about four seconds, blow it back out slowly, 
about six seconds, four seconds, six seconds, and then hold at the bottom four seconds. And then keep doing that in obviously a nonchalant way. You don't want to do it so they think you're hyperventilating or something like that. Um, but this actually does work to bring down cortisol and help you with that cognitive response. Now, if if possible, be even better if you could just break away for a second, go to the bathroom or out in the hallway or just say, excuse me, I just need just two minutes and then come back um, so that you have that opportunity to, to get your level head back and be able to maintain a calm stance. Okay, so these are just some hacks that you can do. Um, but, but I know it's not easy. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's easy. Um, but because we, we need to understand that the elevation of our vocal tones and, and our heightened um, uh, upset or upheaval internally is going to raise cortisol, paralyze the frontal cortex of the brain, and then that stops you from being able to think clearly. And the purpose of that really is is when you're in serious danger, you can't um, you know, reason yourself out of doing what's absolutely necessary in that moment. So it's a survival tactic that your body uh, responds to. But this is not always good when you're trying to engage in a productive conversation, especially if somebody is upset. So you, you've got to first get your emotions down at least to some degree. I'm not saying you're going to get them down perfectly, but you can get them down enough to where you can begin discussing with a level head. And decide in advance, especially if you know you're going to get into this situation in advance. Think ahead. You can even rehearse some of the the uh, potential powder kegs that could come out of it, right? Um, you can also try to predict and solve the problem before you get into the problem. <laughs> you can think about the whys. You can even rehearse in front of a mirror how you're going to present it so that your face has been notified as to you know what, what you really want to say rather than just blowing up, right? Um, uh, but you've got to decide that you're not going to yell, cry, vent, or do any of these things before you go in. Uh, if you try to decide that during the conflict situation, then chances are you'll lose. And, and that's not to discourage you. I'm just saying that the more decisions and prep you can make in advance, the better. Now, when you enter the conflict resolution meeting, you should try to be as calm and ready to discuss with consideration for differing perspectives. And I want to remind you again that it's important that you notify your face so that you're not saying one thing and yet your face is looking another. <laughs> because um, I've been in enough situations where, you know, uh, what somebody's saying and what their face is saying and their vocal tones are saying are two totally different things. And it can be really hard to take uh, the words at face value, uh, no pun intended there. Um, so we, we have to really think this through. We have to be strategic about it. We can use some of these hacks that I just shared with you. And you can also go in very prepared, um, especially if you already have taken time to practice and think through the powder cakes. It's going to uh, make you a lot more effective and prepared to uh, respond correctly. All right. Well, that's all that I have time for today. We definitely have a lot more to share with you. We'll come back tomorrow with that. It's Michelle Steffes. Reframe and rewire. Thanks for joining me.